Good morning. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to Denver. I'm praying that the audio is going to work correctly this time. For some reason yesterday the audio was not in sync with my talking. I've never had that's never happened before. I've not changed anything but uh, the new updates to our Apple products have been filled with bugs. That's how I have, they've, it's just been crazy, this new update on the Mac and on the iPhone. I don't know what that is, but uh, can't do much about it because you don't know there's going to be bugs, but they'll fix it sooner or later. So uh, praise God, right? Let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that we can come to the streets, even if those problems, we'll just work around the problems, we'll work over the problems, under the problems. We're not, problems aren't going to stop us. We're going to keep on pushing forward, Lord, until you come and get us. And Lord, thank you for allowing us to do that giving us the power to push forward, to keep moving, uh, even though uh, things may want to stumble us or stop us or whatever the case may be, doesn't matter. We bind the devil in front of us and we loose God's angels to prepare the way of the Lord and uh, also others who are praying to prepare the way of the Lord. Lord, that's what we're doing. We're making a way, we're making things good and proper so that people can receive the word of the Lord and be saved. That's what we're out here in Denver for, to get people saved, to wake people up, to wake Christians up, to go do the work of the ministry, and to bring new people into the kingdom of God. And uh, we're here to do the work of the ministry by the power of the Lord, power of the Lord's present here in Denver. In your name, Jesus, we humbly pray. Amen and amen. All right, praise God. Let me set this down. Let's get started. Uh, Kind of chilly today. Got clouds, got wind. Had a windstorm in Denver, I mean in Boulder this morning. Wow, it was blowing like crazy. And then it quieted down and it's been kind of nice now. So it looks like we're going to have the free mall going through here. We've got a couple different activities going on over there. Three of them looks like. And one over here. Uh, it looks like, and there's some, it looks like some kind of a band sitting up over there. So it's going to be pretty busy today for some reason. Don't know why, but uh, you know. Things come and go. They've got more chairs over there, uh, more booths over there. So uh, should be a good day, windy day, and uh, I'm glad I'm here. Uh, I'm glad I'm here. Brent was here early this morning. God bless Brent, and he was here probably about six o'clock this morning, praying for the corner. And uh, the Lord had him meet somebody down here and pray with them. And it was uh, he gave me a pretty big testimony of uh, what the Lord did in his life this morning. He's a very, very busy man. Uh, he cuts everybody's excuse right to the core uh, because uh, he has more excuses than just about everybody does uh, why he shouldn't be serving the Lord. But uh, he doesn't care about the excuses and the problems. He just keeps pushing forward. He's an amazing man. I love Brent very, very much. All right. So uh, let's get into our scriptures today. This is uh, the Sunday prayer letter. Is uh, What's the title? Uh, he spake in the Hebrew tongue. He spake in the Hebrew tongue. So I uh, want to just highlight, I don't have my book with me, it's in the pack way over there, uh, uh, the book, the True Study book. We do do a class every single morning, Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. live broadcasting uh, from my little studio, my home there in Boulder. And uh, we talk probably 20 or 30 minutes, 25 minutes on uh, edifying, exhorting and comforting. And then we get into our True Study book and I kind of show a preliminary of what I do in the mornings through my calendar through the book how do I find a how do I find a, a sermon title for the day uh, how I get ready my prayer book different things like that then we kind of talk about the true study book and uh, we kind of keep people moving is what we're attempting to do so if you uh, 
Uh, we also, it's all recorded, so if you want to watch the recording, uh, it goes up there also onto the YouTube channel. So if you're watching this, the, you'll see the uh, GEC Truth Study there. GEC stands for Gospel Evangelist Church. That's the church that I pastor in Boulder, Colorado, and we're building it all throughout the state of Colorado. Uh, we're ministering in 16 cities currently, that includes Boulder, at 44 different locations uh, we're ministering at. And uh, it's a good deal, uh, very good deal. And our building, people like to know, do you have a building? <laughs> or are you just on the street? No, we do have a building. God provided that several years ago, and that is in Boulder. And we meet there in the building, quote unquote, uh, uh, on Wednesdays. So if you're in the Boulder area, somewhere in Denver, you're more than welcome to come. We have 6.30 early prayer, and then we pray for an hour for those who are interested, and then at 7.30 people show up, and we have our fellowship between 7.30 and 9, and we go through all the scriptures that are in the Sunday prayer letter. We use the Sunday prayer letter in our church. We use the Sunday prayer on our street. We use the Sunday prayer letter every day in class. The Sunday prayer letter is a very intricate and important part of our church and our street ministry. So uh, this, this week here is titled, He Spake in the Hebrew Tongue, Acts 22, and I'll be writing a new one come tomorrow. Tomorrow's Saturday, my Sabbath. That's the only day I take off. I work six days a week, actually about six and a half. It's very windy, so I apologize for the audio in advance. As you know, it's, I'm outside. <laughs> this isn't a green screen behind me. I'm not pretending to be a street preacher. I am. <laughs> All right. And we're also on, the, also on the theme called or season called Signs, Wonders, Miracles, Praise, Worship. I'm reading from the back of my little notes here that you might have seen earlier. And our Sunday prayer letter, we have seven parts. One, God bless you, man. <laughs> we're preaching uh, uh, on seven parts. Part one is on Sunday, part seven is on Saturday. And so I'm actually going to do part six and part seven because I don't preach on Saturday, but others do. And uh, so we'll start at Acts 22. Verse 22, Acts 22, verse 22. Amen? Got to keep an eye on my gear over there. I'm ready. <laughs> you see, people know what I'm doing out here. This is, I don't know why people think you got to scream out loud to make sure everybody knows what you're doing. Just being here, people know what you're doing. You know, I mean, they know. <laughs> Believe it or not, they know. And, uh, but some I've had some people over the past four and a half years tell me because you're not screaming out loud, you're not yelling out loud uh, the gospel, uh, people don't know what you're doing. And I just say thank you very much, appreciate it, God bless you, have a great day. I mean that's what people could come by me. And uh, I've had two or three people in the last four years of Boulder, uh, so this is how it's done. They come by me and they yell and scream and, and I've had to tell them, they say, hey, we don't do that here. If you want to do that, you can go across the street. That's fine. I'm not telling you what to do, but this is where I'm working right now and you're kind of in my ministry right now and that's not what we do. And they got offended. Every one of them gets offended. Oh, you hurt my feelings. I'm leaving. Right. Have a great day. Except for one guy. One guy, he, you know, he, he was good. <laughs> he was good. I love him. And I'm like a Susan is. I just—he's a great street preacher, and he lives uh, north of here. All right, so let's get into uh, verse 22. I'm reading from the King James Bible, and I, I kind of uh, talk and preach differently. I sort of—I sort of like talk through the Bible, 
Uh, I don't just pick a verse and just talk for an hour on one verse that I never pick up the Bible. I use the Word of God in my sermons uh, all throughout the sermon. And, uh, uh, I, and I, I sprinkle it with prayer. Uh, I begin with prayer. Sometimes I pray in the middle and then I pray in the end, just whenever the Spirit leads. And, uh, but I always start with prayer and I end with prayer. That's kind of how we do it. That's how we roll. <laughs> I might be a little underdressed. I didn't wear my long johns on today. I should have, and my legs are a little cold. Oh well, five hours out here, 10 to three today. And uh, yeah, anyways, let's get going. And they gave him audience, this is Paul. Uh, they gave Paul audience unto this word and then lift up their voices. Remember, I've been preaching on 22 all week long and it's been in the letter. It's been everywhere to people to read it, so I don't, I'm not taking something out of context. I'm just talking about these verses here. Now, it's your job to go to the verses above it and below it and kind of see the whole picture of what's going on. And if you've been following, you kind of know what's going on. And uh, hopefully, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out, but we'll keep on trucking here, all right? <laughs> all right, so back into 22. And they gave him audience unto this word and then lift up their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth. Get that. Away with such a fellow from the earth. Not just kick him out of the city, but take him out of the earth. Man, I mean, that is like the ultimate. Take him out of the earth. You know, if you go back in history and study a lot of the revivals during the 14, 1500s, you'll see that there was a certain organization of people who are about a billion people now who that's what their job was, to take people and burn their bones up and grind them up and just, just and break up the ashes and throw them in the wind, trying to get them away from the earth. It's amazing. You ought to study some of the old time revivals. It's just amazing what we have gone through to get to this point. It's amazing. Okay, away with this such a fellow from the earth, for it is not fit that he should live. That's what's going on today. That's what this gentleman over here, when he's listening to me preach, and he was taking pictures of everything, and, uh, and he said, you know, Jesus is coming soon. He talked about Israel. So that's what, they, that's what some of the countries that surround Israel, they're not fit to be here. We want to wipe these people off for the face of the earth. Yeah, Satan wants to wipe God's people off the face of the earth. Yeah, Satan's people are all over the world in every country, in every city, in every state. Yeah, but before it used to be kind of hidden. It's not hidden anymore. And it's coming to America and it's already here now. And it's very visible, very visible. If you speak up about God, about Israel, all of a sudden you're an enemy. Why? Because Satan is active and building a massive kingdom. So you can hide in your little building and have your little church and hope that everything's gonna work out or you can get out in the field and get to work. It's up to you. I'm out in the field. I'm working today. The joy of the Lord. Hang on. My coffee. Lots of people. So there's a coffee shop right there where the orange umbrellas are. And when I walk in there, the owner always smiles and waves at me. I believe he's a Christian. And I said, yeah, first Friday of the month. He said, hey, that's right, first Friday of the month. So I've been going into that same coffee shop for over three years. And uh, 
uh, happened uh, when the health issue hit and they shut the restrooms down here at the Union Station because that's where I used to go. But ever since they, they uh, started this health deal, uh, that's where I've had to go and to go to the restroom and I get a coffee and a breakfast burrito over there. And uh, it's fun because I get to witness everybody and it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing because I'm very friendly and very outgoing and uh, that helps me and my witness for Christ. It's just, it just helps to be friendly, to be open, to be cordial, to be pleasant with people, not to be mean and angry and walk with a scowl and never say hello to anybody. I see, I see people do that. I mean, why, right? You know, the other great thing about where I'm at is uh, uh, the train comes in from the uh, airport, the Denver International Airport, and comes in here. And so about every 45 minutes, so people are coming in out of the, off the train right now with lots of bags. I came off, and there were probably 100 people who got off the train with all their bags and all their luggage. It's pretty amazing. And they also leave. So about every 50 minutes, there seems to be a big crowd that comes through here. Or I think it's 40, 40 to 50 minutes, something like that, that, the round turn. All right? And then everybody stops and takes a picture. <laughs> Isn't it great? All right. Okay, off the face of the earth is not fit, he should live. All right. So, as one person I stated said, uh, Israel is illogical. To even be an Israelite is illogical. That's what they tell me. It's illogical. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You're, you're a fool. You're like all kinds of stuff. You know? So, if you're not solid in your walk in the Lord, that's going to bother you. That's going to test your faith. And that's what Satan is doing. He's testing your faith. Are you going to withstand? Are you going to endure to the end? Or are you going to crumble? Oh, because 75%, according to the parable of the sower, 75% fail. 75%. Where are you? Are you in the 25 or are you in the same? I'm just saying if there's four quarters, he's a, there's four fields, and I'm just using a 25, 25, you know, cor corners, quarters. And it could have been different numbers. It could have been 10 in the good field, and 67, you know, different numbers, but we're just using a 25 quarter. Quarter, 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 quarter makes a whole, right? And so one quarter of the field or a part of the field, however that verse goes, the parable of the sower, and uh, that's the good ground that uh, re reaps a harvest of 160 30-fold, right? And uh, it's going to be busy, man. It's going to draw a lot of people. Looks like there's some kind of a fair going on downtown here. Isn't that wonderful how the Lord schedules me to be certain places? I don't look for the fairs. I don't look for the conferences. I don't look for the ball games. I just operate on schedule. And on the schedule, there's an event. Isn't that amazing? I don't go after the events. I just go after the Lord. He sets me up. And now there's just going to be this big event. And there seems like there's everywhere I go, there seems to be something going on when I show up. It's amazing. It's amazing. Not all the time, but many, many times. Many, many, many times. Verse 23. And as they cried out and cast off their clothes and threw dust into the air. So that's a form of the people in that day, they would rip their clothes or they would do some dramatic things. I don't know all the details here. I don't see that it's important because it, does, it won't get you saved. Uh, so, but it's interesting to see how they do it. But that's their custom, I guess you could say, on how they uh, threw up their arms. Uh, something is done in Congress too, here in the United States. Uh, something about yelling or clapping or something that goes on to disapprove. I, I don't, I'm not sure of that. It's kind of silly, but uh, that's what happens. 
and I'm not certain of that, and I'm not really interested in that, so if somebody wants to tell me, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I get a lot of people trying to explain to me something. I don't need to know that. I know what I need to know about the Spirit of God. All right? God bless you, man. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be great, man. So these are free buses. Uh, they usually go down the 16th Street Mall. This is 17th, so one block over 16. And it's about a mile or mile and a half, maybe two. I'm not sure. It's been a long time since I walked up on the 16th Street Mall. But it's a street that's been closed down and made into a pedestrian mall. And it goes from this corner here from Union Station all the way up uh, to the Capitol. Something like that. I can't remember exactly, but it's really a kind of cool. A lot of shops, a lot of people, a lot of street preachers when they come to Denver, that's where they go. Uh, they go and they preach on the 16th Street Mall. You know, I don't go to malls. I don't go where people congregate. I don't go to where tourists go. I go where the Lord sends me. And uh, I was over there thinking, is this where the Lord wants me? He says, no, I don't want you there. And uh, you see, I want to be an example if you don't have to follow and copy other people. Just copy and follow Jesus. It makes things so much easier, so much nicer. And you have more fun because <laughs> you're being you and uh, you're being with Jesus. And it's who else you want to be with but Jesus. I mean, I love Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What a name is that? There's no other name can we call upon to be saved. Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus. Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus. That's my number one weapon. When I want to really do battle with the devil, I pull out that name of Jesus. Now, he hates that name, Jesus. All right. Okay, verse 24. And the chief captain commanded him to be brought into the castle and bade that he should be examined by scourging. Scourging. Examined by scourging. So, uh, the idea with scourging, I think it's something like, you know, some kind of a type of a whipping format. And uh, it's really horrible, actually. And uh, they're testing him, examining him, and making him talk, in other words. And so that's what that, when I talked about the old-time revivals back in the 14, 13, 14, 1500s, uh, they, uh, that's what that organization would do they would whip you they would put you in the dungeon they would strap you up they would do all kinds of things trying to get you to denounce your teaching and to uh, to say no to to God and to Jesus and the Bible and to follow that person who heads up that organization and I don't want to mention it right now you all probably should know by now uh, one of the uh, terms that they're called is the uh, uh, harlot of Babylon, I think, or is it Babylon? The harlot of Babylon, of Babylon, something like that. That's been known probably since around 1300. And it's still going today. So, uh, <laughs> I got the sun in the camera now. Praise the Lord. I thought I was going to be the other way around. That's all right. Feels good on my back. Probably does not too good for the camera. It's all right. Don't worry about it. All right. They wanted to examine him by scourging. Uh, that he might know wherefore they cried so against him. So it's kind of funny how the Romans do it. They want to beat you, thinking that if they beat you, then you'll tell the truth. But if they just ask you, you'll probably lie to them. That's their thinking. If I just ask you, you're going to lie to me. But if I beat you, you'll tell me the truth. That's, kind of, that's almost like my parents raised me. They wouldn't ask me because they didn't trust anything I say. Crazy, right? 
Why wouldn't they? I tell the truth. I always tell the truth. I've, I, I was raised, I just always have been a truth teller. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, I never lied. If I did something, I just, yeah, I did that. I don't know why. I know a lot of kids lie. I don't know why. that They, they just automatically lie. But I've just never been that kind of a person. Never. I'm, you know, growing up, I just always tell the truth. But they never believed me. So they would whip me to make sure I was telling the truth. <laughs> you know, until I was probably about... You know, 12 or 13 years old, and I stopped crying. And they stopped whipping me. They started doing some other things to make me tell the truth. Because I was always in trouble. <laughs> kind of a renegade, uh, rebellious type kid, you know. God bless you, man. <laughs> I got all these bus drivers to wave. I got two of them now to wave. <laughs> I want them to wave. As I've said before, I want them to wave because that waving is an acknowledgement. And after a while, after a while, because I'm going to be here for five hours, not here in the street. I'll be over there by the corner and kind of somewhere around this area. And uh, uh, they'll get a witness for Jesus. And my prayer is that uh, every believer who acknowledges me, uh, that acknowledgement becomes a point of contact to receive boldness to preach the gospel point of contact to receive power to be a witness and a point of contact to receive whatever they need to do something for the kingdom of God rather than nothing. See, that's a supplication that I have. It's a petition I have before the Lord out here. And so I want people to interact with me and I look for it. I get them to interact with me and they do by the hundreds. By the hundreds? Yeah, probably, you know, in a five hour, probably, uh, let's see, in an hour time. 20 an hour, 30 an hour, probably 20 an hour, so that's 100, 100 a day, minimum. I'm, I'm gonna say 100 a day. I, that seems like a pretty good number, 100 a day. Maybe more, maybe a little less, don't know. Times five or six days a week. I mean, times four weeks, times 50 weeks a year, times four and a half years, that's a lot of people. That's called faithfulness, which is consistency, predictability. Like the coffee shop, I'm predictable. They know the first Friday, I'm there. First Friday of every month, I'm there. Well, now I can't even see the box. Should I turn the camera? I don't know. Nobody's here to talk to me, so I don't know. So we'll just keep going here. All right, uh, against him. Verse 25, and as they bound him with thongs, uh, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman? and uncondemned. If you look at the map of the Roman Empire during this time, you're gonna see it is huge. It completely wraps around the entire Mediterranean Sea. In fact, the Mediterranean Sea is in the middle of the Roman Empire. It's pretty spectacular, the Roman Empire. And so it had tremendous power and authority. And so if you were known to be a Roman, you were feared feared by everybody because of the power they had but when the power diminishes to nothing then nobody fears you that's what's going on in america nobody fears our president he's a joke because satan wanted him in office right because they want to destroy america they want to take the power of america down so nobody fears America. That's what's happening around the world. It's a joke. That's why the wars are going around. You need somebody strong. That's why I'm trying to get Christians, ambassadors for Christ, to stand strong. Don't be weak. Stand strong. God bless you, man. Be strong. Stand strong. It's like the brother said. Stand strong. Be strong. 
because if you're weak, if you're weak and going down the hill, they're gonna run you over, man. They're gonna run you over, right? They're gonna run you over. I'm kept it on my gear there. That's that's my gear over there. And uh, all right. There, so we have homeless people, right? And homeless, I mean, you know, houseless, whatever you want to call them, people who live on the street, out without normal living. So they live that way, and many of them are very friendly, very nice, and a lot of them believe Jesus, but some of them uh, are, they, they're thieves. They steal to, to live. And so my stuff is over there, and the guy's hiding around the corner there trying to be hidden, uh, checking my gear out, you see? And so I have to be alert to things going on around me. And uh, we have another gentleman to my right here. And uh, so I have to keep an eye because they're, they're checking things out, seeing what they can steal and what they cannot steal. And uh, they don't mean to, but that's their lifestyle. Oh well, right? We'll see how it goes. And you see that every Friday that I'm down here. That's mine. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just uh, all right so let's keep going here all right so now I whistled to him he's because he was gonna take it all right then he waved all right it, it just see people who have nothing have no respect because they don't respect themselves if they don't respect themselves how can they respect other people see if you don't believe in Jesus how can you help other people believe on Jesus see if you're, if you're not healed, how can you help other people get healed? See, it all goes back. Who you are is what you're known for. Paul was known. Here, he's talking about being a Roman. See, now he left. Good deal. Because he was trying to see what he can take over there. See? It's just the way it is, man. It's, what happened 20 years ago that this happened? I've never experienced this before in my life. What happened 20 years ago that everybody moved to the street and now it's all over America? It's amazing. It's amazing. It used to be just a few here and there, but not anymore. It's by the thousands and tens of thousands. It's so sad. So sad. But what do you do, right? That's why everything's going to be burned up. No longer is going to be water. You can take your rainbow and fly it as much as you want. It means nothing to God other than he's, going, he's already promised. He doesn't break his promises. It won't be flooded. <laughs> you can use the rainbow all you want, but that doesn't mean nothing to me. It's just a, it's just a sign I wanted to put in the air to let you know that I'm not going to flood it anymore because I'm going to use fire next time. <laughs> I'm going to use fire next time. <laughs> but after the fire, you won't be around to fly any kind of a flight that has a flame on it. All right, anyways, let's keep going here. Sorry, I got distracted. I'm on the street. A lot of things going on. And as they bound him, the songs okay stood by the Roman. Uh, that is a Roman uncondemned. All right, that's what he is. He's a Roman, right? Fear of the Romans. Uh, verse 26. Uh, when the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, "Take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman." That's the title of our sermon. This man is a Roman. This man is a Roman. Hang on. I need to stay relaxed. I get kind of keyed up sometimes and get 
And if I get too wound up, uh, I can trip into anger. Just telling you like it is. Let me set this down. It's one of my greatest challenges I constantly deal with. <clears throat> is I can't allow myself to get too wound up and too excited. Uh, not excited, but too wound up about problems because uh, I will get angry. And that's never good. And then, of course, everybody uses that as an excuse to, uh, to condemn me. <laughs> They're perfect. Well, I'm glad you're perfect. Uh, I'm still working on it. Uh, my spirit is perfect. It's filled with the Spirit of God. But my flesh, I still have to deal with. One day, I'll have a perfect body with a perfect spirit, serving my perfect Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in a perfect heaven. But we're not there yet. One day, it'll happen. But not today could happen today. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Come Lord Jesus. All right. Chief Captain, take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman. That's what's going to happen later on. When people are, when Christians are captured, people are going to say, take heed, watch out. That, guy, that man's a Christian. That woman's a Christian. Be, be alert. Be alert. Because people, see, it used to be that way. People feared the Christian. People don't fear Christians anymore because all Christians have become so lazy, so lackadaisical, so two-faced, so hypocritical, so unimportant that they're not feared anymore. How sad, right? People look down at you. They call you idiots. They call you stupid. You know? God bless you, man. But the funny thing is, for me personally, uh, that over all these years, once people see my ongoing work in the ministry they say that guy's different there's something that guy's not like everybody else i've had that said so many hundreds of times i can't even remember it's just he's different you know in a good way i'm sorry i'm looking around there's just a lot of things going on around the camera here and uh you should come on down really great this man is a roman what are you people say that man's a preacher yeah, that man's a preacher. They're talking about me. That man's a preacher. It's so like a couple of people walk by. That man's a preacher. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm known by. What are you known by? You know? Are you known by, uh, are, you, uh, uh, are you a cook? Are you known to be a, a fry chef? Uh, oh, you're a Christian? Really? Oh, wow, I didn't know that. You never want anybody to say, oh, I didn't know that. When you, if, you're, if you're working and you're talking to somebody, yeah, I'm a Christian. And they look, really? I mean, they look astonished. You know, whatever that if that ever happens, you better go home and repent <laughs> because you're not known to be a Christian. You don't even look like a Christian or talk like a Christian. You don't sound like a Christian. You don't walk like a Christian. And you say, I'm a Christian. And they go, are you kidding? Really? Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. How about that? I see that around here. Maybe the one of the people in the car will wave and smile and do this. And everybody in the car, everyone in the car, give me a dirty look. And my question is, there's a Christian in that car, and are they telling all their friends that they're hanging out with about Christ? Because sometimes, this has happened many times, that somebody will walk by me, things like today and over in Golden, places where there's a lot of people walking around, there'll be groups of people want to say, hey, God bless you, man, thank you. And everybody else that's in their crowd, their group, their little entourage will give them all a dirty look and me a dirty look, like, what are you doing? 
and then they kind of shrink down. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to bump. That's what's happening in today's world. Christians are shrinking down because they're ashamed of, their, uh, of, their, of the name of the Lord Jesus. That's why they don't even use the name of Jesus anymore. They use some other names. How sad, right? A lot of Jewish people now are hiding. Yeah, they're afraid to go out now. Why? You know, just <laughs> stop being afraid of Satan. You know, just, I just, if you're afraid of the devil, let me tell you, he's got a stronghold in your life someplace. That should be sirens going off and you waking up and saying, man, oh man, if I'm afraid of the devil, if I'm afraid of people, if I'm afraid of the world, then I've got something going wrong in my life. If you're a believer. If you're not a believer, why not? If you're to die tonight in your fear of people, uh, where are you going to go? Do you have the assurance in your heart that if you die tonight, you'd go to heaven? It's a yes or a no answer. It's not I hope so, maybe, whatever. I was baptized. You know, I grew up in the church and my parents were Christians or I lived in a Christian home or I go to a Christian college. None of that stuff. It's either you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're washed in the blood of the Lamb of God that washed that sin away, and you're born again with the Spirit of God in the family of God. When that happens, you have assurance. And if you're already saved and you're not, you know, you just can't keep questioning, then pray to God and give Him to have him give you assurance, right? And then I ask, what do you base that on? And it needs to be based on the blood of Christ. Not that just Jesus died for you, but he shed his blood for you. It's not the death completely, it's the shedding of his blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And that goes all the way back to Genesis, all the way through wasn't just the killing of the animal, it is the blood of the animal that pointed towards the lamb that he would die for us, all right? God bless you, sir. <laughs> you see, that's another thing. So a couple of people walking by smiling at me, and I said, you heard me say, God bless you, man. So I don't say, hey, are you saved? Uh, are you living holy? I don't ask any of those kind of questions. I know a lot of street preachers teach that, but let me tell you, I already have prayers for that person, and I'm depending on the Spirit of Almighty God to convict them of sin or not. My words of asking them, are you holy or not? Are you sin? Do you have sin? Or whatever the case may be, is it going to affect his life? Because it's not me who's going to get him to not be in sinner, being a sinner if he's a Christian. It's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God. So my supplication is that a believer who walks by me, a believer who acknowledges me in a way that if they have sin in their life, that they are convicted by the Holy Ghost so mightily, so powerfully, that they are, re they are convinced to repent. But if they do not repent, I pray, Holy Ghost, that you have them throw up. And is there vomiting everywhere? Let them tell them, Holy Spirit, that that vomit represents the sin that is in their life that you want out of their life. I'm serious. I have a very powerful supplication. It's just not my yelling at them, hey, are you, because I see that. And if that's what you want to do, fine, go ahead and do that. I'm just letting you know, you don't have to do that. Because then people yell at you, oh, mind your own business. See? And then it gets you riled up. It makes you feel uncomfortable and raises your heart rate. 
That's why so many street preachers quit. Yeah, they get tired of the rapid heart rate, of the pressure, because they're doing it in their flesh. They're copying other preachers. Don't copy me either. Don't copy me either. Copy Jesus. Okay, this man is a Brahmin. This man is a Christian. You're known by your lifestyle. You're known by who you are. See what he did? They just, as soon as they find out I'm here, because the, the restaurant manager just walked by recently, he cranks that up, the one in the morning. Crazy, man. That's really crazy. Let's keep going. This man is a Roman. Uh, verse 27. Then the chief captain came and said unto him, Paul, tell me, art thou a Roman? Like, wow, are you a Roman? <laughs> are you a preacher? Really? I've had that people say, you're a minister, you're a preacher. Huh? Anyways, a Roman. He said, yeah, yes. And the chief captain answered, with a great sum obtained I this freedom. I had to purchase my freedom with a great sum. Right? That's the, that's, the, that's the church that I was talking about earlier. You have to purchase your salvation. You have to buy your freedom. Yeah, right here is the scripture for that. That's why people think that they have to do something to get saved. They have to purchase their salvation. They have to purchase a redemption of their sin. They have to purchase, uh, what's that called? Repentance. Uh, do penance. Do D-U-E or do D-O, I don't know how you, penance. Pay for. And then uh, William Tyndale found that it wasn't that. That was misquoted by Jerome and it's called repent, not do penance, because that validated them collecting money for people's sin. And they really drove that hard on people. That's what the prosperity gospel is all about. Pay us and we'll heal you. That's the same thing. See how corrupt it got? You know, I was a part of that. Same with the Word of Faith movement, I was a part of that. They took something out of the Bible and they corrupted it. <laughs> Crazy life down here, man. So that's why you need to take all the counsel of the Lord. Just don't take bits and pieces because if you take a piece out of scripture and then build a big doctrine around it, Satan can get a hold of that and take you down the road and uh, uh, you can make a big mess there. Big mess, big mess. And you'll be suffering all the way through. <clears throat> all right, so anyway, he said, yeah, and the chief captain answered, with a great son obtained I this freedom. Paul said, but I was free born. I was free born. So in other words, when you receive Christ, you're free born, no payment. Paul was born a Roman, free. He was free born, born free, right? Some people are born uh, in slavery and we were set there set free. You know, during the Civil War, during Abraham Lincoln, he set the slaves free, you know? They were born in slavery, born in slavery, you know? Anyways, that's silly. I'm, it's a, real, it's a real example there, but uh, sorry, there's just so much going on. I'm really excited about today. Anyways, let's keep going. Praise God. The great son, okay, but, uh, but Paul said I was free born. Praise God, I'm free born. We're born free. That also lets us know that there's no payment for salvation. It's a free gift, it's free. Just receive it. Go over and pick it up, receive it. 
right? By prayer, by faith. Verse 29, the straight way they departed from him, which should have examined him, because him talking the way he talked, they didn't want to uh, uh, scourge him anymore, scourge him, however that word goes. And the chief captain also was afraid after he knew that he was a Roman. If people find out you're a preacher, years ago when people found out I was a preacher, they were afraid to cuss. They were afraid to tell dirty jokes. They were afraid to smoke in front of me. That women were afraid to how they looked once they found out I was a preacher. Now that I dress the way I dress, it is pretty interesting to see what goes on. Man, oh man, uh, they must have that section over there closed off for sure because they got buses there. And the, normally these buses don't run here, which is great for me today once I lift my banner. Amen. He was afraid. After knew he was a Roman because he had bound him. Because people do things, people do things that they know are wrong in the Bible, especially Christians. A lot of Christians are convicted. That's why I love being on the street. That's why I love dressing the way I am everywhere I go, because Christians become com convicted. And I could, don't even say a word. I don't say a word. Just my presence convicts them. Why is that? Is it because I'm somebody special? No, man. It's the Spirit of God around me. I'm in the Spirit of God. I'm in the Lord Jesus Christ. I put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Don't, you know? And so I walk in Christ. You know? And the glory of God shines around. I don't see the glory, but other people, if they need to see the glory, they see the light, or whatever the case may be, that convicts them. So the Spirit of God is with me. Some aren't convicted. They got other problems. Some are convicted. Why some are convicted and others aren't, I have no idea. But the Holy Ghost does. I don't need to know that. Spirit of God is, does the convicting. We don't. We don't convict people. Spirit of God convicts. And he uses, all, he uses our preaching. He uses our presence. He uses everything. Isn't that good? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that we can be a presence for you, Lord. We can be an ambassador for Christ. We can uh, be who you want us to be, do what you want us to do, and stand where you want us to stand, speak what we, you want us to speak, see what we want to see, what you want us to see, hear what you want us to hear, and have a heart to understand what you want us to understand. And Lord, I thank you that I can come out here and do a sermon out here on the streets in Denver, and I can lift a banner of truth up here in this city, and I can pray for the city, I can pray for all these souls by the thousands. I thank you, Lord, that you're using me as a street minister, street preacher, and a founding pastor of Gospel Evangelist Church. I thank you for this wonderful church that you're building. I praise God for this church. I love it, Lord, I love it, I love it, because I love you, Lord, and I love all the things that you're doing. I love it all, Lord, and I hate what Satan's doing. I hate sin. I hate everything that's going to hell. I just, I detest it, Lord. I detest sin, I hate sin and I want to do away with sin, and away with evil, and away with wickedness. I'm looking forward to that day that everything gets, becomes purified by fire. And I thank you, Lord, in your holy name, Jesus. Amen and amen. All right, so uh, that's it. Have a great day, man. God bless you. Bye-bye.